1: Time for Warriors Wrap-Up on The game, Warriors Wrap-Up, is presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search.
2: John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center, where the Warriors lost again, this time to the Los Angeles Lakers. 113-86 to is the final. It was a much closer game than that. Whitey Gleason at halftime, the Warriors down just two, but they get drilled in the second half. 62-34, to the Lakers outscore the Warriors in the second half. 40-17 to in the third quarter. And a competitive, plucky dubs first half gave way to uh, the LeBron-less Lakers just having their way with the Warriors who uh, entered the game shorthanded and, and left the game a little bit more shorthanded than they uh, began it.
3: I'll tell you something I saw that was encouraging. It was eighty-eight, sixty-seven. Lakers had the lead after Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Kyle Kuzma uh, threw down massive dunks, and the Laker bench was going crazy. A lot of Laker fans in the building tonight. They were going crazy. There was a timeout, and during the timeout, before the players even went to the bench, Eric Pascal gathered his teammates at the foul circle, gathered them in to have a little. Uh, I assume. Uh, uplifting, encouraging chat, which was interesting to see Eric Pascal, a rookie, in that type of leadership role. On the other hand, very discouraging. Draymond Green, of course, getting ejected in the second quarter. I know that was a big subject on TNT. I know it's going to be talked about uh, tonight and tomorrow, probably all day long here and there on 95-7, the game. That's disappointing, though, right? I mean, you can understand Draymond's frustration. Certainly, Warrior fans feel their own frustration, but in a game like that, to get thrown out in the second quarter... Uh, to me, a three-time world champion just has to have a little more composure than that.
2: 888 is Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Uh, we should let everybody know right off the bat, and I'll give you my thoughts on Draymond as well. Uh, and we'll maybe hear what Charles Barkley had to say at halftime of the game on the TV side about Draymond at some point here uh, as well. Uh, Kai Bowman. Rolled his ankle pretty badly, uh, it sounds like, uh, according to uh, the tweets uh, from downstairs in the Bill King interview room. We will hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kirk, coming up here uh, just after the top of the hour as he had his postgame press conference. But uh, Kai Bowman uh, rolled his ankle Left late, undergoing an MRI. He is not going to make the trip as the Warriors will travel to Phoenix tomorrow, take on the Suns on Saturday. So this looks like it's going to be something that's going to keep him out at least a couple of games, uh, if not more. And the games are, are more you know, tightly uh, bunched together now with uh, Saturday and Sunday and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday here over the course of the next week. Uh, so we should uh, give you an injury update there. Also, Jordan Poole left the game after rolling his ankle. He got it retaped. He did come back into the game. Uh, but, yeah, Draymond Green uh, ejected for picking up his 13th and 14th technical fouls uh, on the season. And, and you know, it, it's it's tough for me to, to if, in a sense, he doesn't have to go through this season with Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry, it's tough for me to say, well, you know what, Draymond, you're the guy that has to... to stand tall and suck it up and be here. In essence, if Stephen Curry gets injured and Stephen Curry leaves the team, as he did for a lengthy part of his rehab, and Clay Thompson's kind of been in and out as far as being around the team, and I know a couple of different points Steve Kerr has said, hey, it'd be nice to have these guys around more. We, we want them to be around more. I know during the holidays when they won four in a row here at Chase Center, that, that week uh, leading up to and through Christmas, Steph and Clay were both around, then they kind of went away again, and they came back. And I think every time they've been around, and of course Steph has been back now for a while because he's been practicing and and you know getting closer to a return. Uh, I, I think it's brought good vibes. It's you know the players that haven't had a chance to play with these guys are at least getting a chance to see hey these these walking legends that are still NBA players are around, and that sets a little bit of a tone. Now all that being said, I think it it's tough for me. When you take the first two out, and Draymond, who's been through all the same things that, that those two have been through, for him to have to be, the, to almost not give him a little bit of free reign. And let's be honest, Draymond's gotten a lot of free reign this year. Right. As far as, as far as far you know, nagging injury, sit out, need a game off, need a break. Boy, he's emotionally, mentally drained, as Steve Kerr has said. Uh, he's gotten kicked out now of three games uh, here uh, in, in this building, so I, I mean, I think he's been given a lot of leeway, and it, far be it for me to say he's got to be the one to just stick it out uh, on a night in, night out basis when those other two, because of their injuries, just haven't been around as much. Well,
3: I think it would be short-sighted to suggest, and I know you are not suggesting, but to suggest that, hey, he's got to be more of a leader for the young players. I think that'd be short-sighted because I'm sure that Draymond is leading this young team and we've heard about it. And I'm sure he's doing that in a number of ways that we're just not privy to. That said, to be thrown out tonight, I, I think at the very least it's bad optics. And on some level... Um, it brings into question. Okay, what is this warrior culture about? When Draymond Green's getting thrown out of a nationally televised game against the Lakers, it just seems like that should be avoidable.
2: Yeah, and and it it leaves the question. And I know you know Charles Barkley kind of alluded to this uh, at halftime. You know, it, it leaves the question. You know, did he want to be there? <laughs> you know, or or a if things aren't going well, you know, this is going to be the time that he's going to make a point. Yeah, right. and but if that's not gonna fair, be the night you don't get
3: thrown out. No one's making that point.
2: So, you know, I, I think it is an interesting question. And, and the quote from Charles Barkley, uh, which he took it to a little bit of another level. He had his normal triple single, and you've got him and Shaq and Kenny, obviously. He's the run that DNC material set. before. Got his triple single. I, I, I don't even care about that. Uh, he talks all that stuff when he got those other boys out with him, meaning Steph and Clay. Now he's got to go out there and fight for himself. He just don't want to play. That's the money, you know. Quote as far as that part of it. I mean, do you think there's something to that, or? I think it's a little more detailed than that.
3: It's probably a lot more nuanced than that. But here's my point: if you stay in the game and don't get thrown out, you don't give a, a blowhard like Charles Barkley a chance to say that. Well,
2: and Draymond doesn't care. I mean, that's the other part of it. I mean, and and and. Look, it's just another long line, and I'm sure there are Warrior fans that are driving home from the game you know, right now, or maybe are in their driveway from driving home to, from the game, and, and they're thinking, well, that's just Barkley being Barkley again. He's always got something against the And I'm the sure Warriors. there are fans that
3: think that's Draymond being Draymond, and I'm sure there are a number of fans, we heard him tonight, who supported that, and they feel for Draymond and felt that he was uh, not officiated correctly this evening.
2: 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, if you want to weigh in on that as Dirk in Larkspur does. Dirk, you were up first here. It is Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com on 95.7 The Game.
0: Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good. I was at the game tonight. Chase Center is my first time there. It's great. I think we're, we're burying the lead on this Draymond story a bit. The officiating tonight was god-awful, and I'm not saying this as they hurt the Warriors. They were god-awful on both sides of the ball. They missed calls left and right. They made of bad calls. And uh, I think the ego from, from the officiating staff tonight, and I, I've noticed a trend in officiating in the last couple of years, like they could have issued Draymond a warning. You know, they could have blown the whistle and paused and talked to him. But to, to chuck him out of the game like that, just back-to-back consecutive, you know, they, they teed him up and threw him out within a minute of each other. And he's the only, you know, he's the only marketable guy on the Warriors. You have fans like myself. I'm coming to the game, and I'm watching guys who just got pulled up from the G League. Like, at least let me watch Draymond Green. And, and the officials just to throw him out of the game like that. I, I feel like there needs to be more uh, restriction on, on from the league down on what they're allowed to do because it just it hurts the fan experience, and he did not deserve to be thrown out of the game.
2: All right. Thanks, Dirk. Appreciate the phone call. I mean, I think a lot of Warrior fans would would feel that, although I would say this. The warning is the first technical. I mean, when you pick up a technical foul, that is especially you're on thin in ice second quarter. That is your that is your warning It is yeah. hey, one, anything more, especially anything more within the next few minutes. And you might be out of the game.
3: I don't know if Dirk has seen a box score yet. I know he was at the game. But I'm sure a lot of fans would agree with him on this front. Tonight, the Lakers shot 27 free throws. The Warriors shot 10. But on the other hand, we know the young Warrior backcourt especially, they've struggled to guard people without fouling. So the, the Warriors do commit a lot of fouls right now. But that's, a, that's a, a, quite a discrepancy
2: right there. Moose in San Jose is next on 95.7 The Game. Moose, you're on Warriors wrap-up.
0: Guys, yeah, the way I see it, uh, Draymond getting hosed is nothing new. Uh, he definitely, in my opinion, has mentally packed it in this year. I think he's kind of riding the same wave as Stephen Clay because he's mentally and physically been in, involved in the finals and, what, and whatnot for the last five years. It, it, I think, you know what? As uh, as much as we say they uh, they call it the wa- uh, the wash year and then they're going to bounce back. I think he's, you know, almost riding that same wave. And uh, we you're going to get what you get out of Dream on. Let him take his rest. I wouldn't. I'm not going to be too hard on him. If those guys all come back next year and they're healthy. Um, I think he'll do just fine. I do agree with Whitey, though. If he shows face, doesn't, kick, doesn't get kicked out, and at least plays through these games, you don't have guys like Chuck and them talking the way they talk as much.
2: Thanks, Moose. Thanks, Moose. Appreciate it. 888-957-9570. 8 957 9570 Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game, brought to you by Realtor.com. Lakers beat the Dubs 116-86. We're going to hear from Steve Kirk coming up as he weighed in on Draymond's ejection. You're going to want to hear what he has to say. That's coming up next right here on 95.7 The Game.
1: Now back to Warriors Wrap Up on ninety five seven the game.
2: John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Lakers beat the Warriors tonight one sixteen to eighty six. So the Warriors now twelve and forty seven, and NBA worst twelve and forty seven. They've lost eight in a row and they've lost eight in a row here at Chase Center. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he uh, spoke about tonight's loss, uh, some injury updates on a couple of dubs, and also you'll want to hear what he had to say about Draymond Green getting ejected in the second quarter. Here's the head coach of the Warriors.
4: Your team looked frustrated by some calls or no calls. How do you think they did handling that frustration?
5: Uh, I, thought, I thought we let that bother us a little bit uh, in the first half, um uh, but you know we we the first half went pretty well all in all and we were right in the game we just let everything slip away from us in the uh, in the third quarter and we just couldn't couldn't maintain any any kind of momentum um so very frustrating uh, second half in particular
0: Two questions one is uh how is Jordan get one I'm, I'm going to do two, Coach. Um, can I? So, how was Jordan and Kai? And um, with all the losing that you guys have done, how are you reconciling that? You haven't done much of that this season. Sorry.
5: With all the what? With
0: all the losing that you guys have done, how are you reconciling that since you haven't had that promotion?
5: How am I reconciling all the losing? Yes, sir, Coach. Uh, first question uh, Kai is, uh, he rolled his ankle pretty well. Uh, it's not going to be a a day-to-day thing, he's going to be out a little bit. He won't go on the trip, and uh, I think he'll get a an MRI tomorrow. And um, second question, uh, yeah, it's it's not fun. How would you summarize,
3: Steve, how would you summarize right now just how hobbled your team is?
5: How would I summarize it? Yeah. Um, we have a high degree of hobbledness right now. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it going. Is
0: it tough
5: sometimes? To it like We're just, you know, just trying to keep keep things going. You know, tonight was uh, a step backwards in the second half. I was very disappointed with all the turnovers. Um, you know, we uh, we we just let things slip away from us. For the most part, this year has gone well in terms of uh, our level of competition and focus and and energy. And uh, that second half was uh, not not uh, up to our standards. We you know we're, we we understand where we are record-wise, um, but we we still have a standard that we have to play to, and we did not do that in the second half.
4: The uh, 27 turnovers, is some of that just a natural product of having a bunch of guys that don't really know each other very well and haven't don't know the NBA very well and the roster you have right now?
5: Uh, I think you could probably attribute a few of those t- to that, to the lack of continuity. Um, the lineups, uh, you know, we're, we're putting some lineups that haven't been together uh, all year. Um, having said that... Uh, a lot of careless, one-handed passing, cross-court uh, right into defender's arms. Um, there were a lot of plays that just were um, had nothing to do with continuity and, and everything to do with just poor fundamentals.
2: Considering that you were already shorthanded coming in, was this a night where, do you think uh, – you would have liked to see Draymond show a little more discretion or, or does it not really work like that? No, we needed,
5: we needed, uh, we needed him in the second half. We, we missed him out there.
4: Question. You may not want to answer, but I got to ask you, how do you stay level? If not sane?
5: (laughs) it's a loaded question. Uh, i think i think uh, for the most part as i said i, I our guys have handled uh the season pretty well under the circumstances and we've handled our business well our guys have competed worked hard uh, our staff has worked hard uh, but it's it's frustrating We're, everybody is in this business because uh, they're competitors uh, we we love to compete and um you know we've we've had more than our share of, of winning over the last five years we we recognize that and and right now we're taking it on the chin and uh, we we understand that's part of life too and and uh, so we're, we're dealing with it but it as I told you guys before the game it, it you know you start racking up the losses it gets extremely frustrating and uh, you need to win a game we need to win a game once in a while just to to uh, feel better about things, and right now we're in a in a bad stretch, and so it's, uh, it's tough.
1: Steve, you said the last couple of days that you'd like to see Steph have some more uh, scrimmage time with everybody. With all the injuries and the bumps and bruises you're dealing with, does that impact what may or may not happen over the next couple of days? For, no, as far no. As his uh, Steph's
5: return will uh, have everything to do with um, his own uh, uh, preparation so the injuries won't have anything to do with that. So we'll determine um, in the next couple of days w- uh, whether he's ready or not.
3: What's the attitude Eric Pascal is bringing to games that's letting him have these kind of
5: performances? Yeah, Eric's been great, and, and uh, you see his explosiveness. And um, he had a big game tonight, um, and uh, very happy with his uh, improvement over the course of the year. And he's uh, he's been uh, great to coach, too, very mature. And... Um, you know, ex- accepts coaching and, and absorbs everything. And he's, uh, he's having a, a really good rookie year.
2: All right. Steve Kerr, head coach of the Warriors. A lot going on down there in the postgame press conference. As <laughs> what? I always say, what's what's a lot just because on? you're in the press conference doesn't mean you always have to ask a question. Just, just saying.
3: We did get some good information, though. On the foul call, Steve Kerr said we let the calls bother us in the first half. Uh, as far as Draymond, we needed him in the second half. We missed him out there. I happened to see when Draymond was leaving the floor, coach gave a little swat on the behind. I thought maybe, okay, maybe he uh, was going to stick up for Draymond there. But clearly, he would have preferred that Draymond found a way to stay in the game.
2: Well, and the thing that I wonder, and look, only Steve Kerr and, and Draymond Green know the answer to this question. And, you know, Draymond was listed as out the last couple of games with uh, a pelvic injury, and... Only they know the extent of that injury. Was it something that was put on the injury report so they don't find themselves in a situation like the Timberwolves did with D'Angelo Russell where they're, in essence, resting a healthy player which can have a a penalty? Uh, We'll take them at their word because that's what it was officially listed at. But i got to think, if you're Steve Kerr and you know that you've given Draymond a little bit of leeway here and there, throughout the course of the season to miss games, to, to, to do what he's got to do. I mean, he ha- was out with this injury, went to the fight this last weekend in, in Las Vegas and was you know having a good time there, enjoying himself. Fine. No, no issue. But i got to think, if you allow that and you're Steve Kerr and then he comes back tonight and plays 10 minutes and gets ejected and you get thumped in the second half with a bunch of young players out there on the floor.
3: That's not part of the deal, Dream, That's huh? not
2: part of the deal. Yeah. like it, It's like, hey, we gave you the last two. We've given you a handful here and there. Any kind of little nagging injury, you can take a night off. Make sure you're fresh mentally. But come back and come back and play on the nights where we've decided you're going to play.
3: Yeah, I think clearly in this case, we should be taking our cues from the coach. And I understand a lot of fans are feeling that Draymond was wronged and Draymond is often wronged and he's targeted by officials. And I know there's a lot of truth to that. But there was no reason why he needed to get thrown out of that game uh, after receiving the first technical, which, as you said, is clearly a warning. Uh, you just don't want to go back to the, well, it's uh, frankly, for especially for a player in a leadership role, it's
2: irresponsible. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, Warriors wrap-up continues. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search on 95.7 The Game.
1: Warriors wrap-up continues on ninety five seven. The Game.
2: John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason back here inside Chase Center. Warriors fall to the Lakers, 116-86. to So that is the third straight loss in the season series for the Warriors to the Lakers. They'll play again April 7th in Los Angeles. That was a game that was originally April 9th that got moved back in all of the rescheduling right. that had to be done following the death of Kobe Bryant.
3: Uh, Here's another thing that the Warriors heard tonight, didn't expect to hear in year one at Chase Center, and that was Laker fans taking over the building late in the game with MVP, MVP chants for Alex Caruso. Didn't think we'd hear that this year. No,
2: didn't think we would hear that here, although that is something that has been going on, I think, in a couple of different buildings Mm -hmm. at at certain points this year. Obviously, Caruso... uh, a fan favorite uh, of the Lakers. A lot of Uh,
3: Laker fans in the building. There always
2: are, of course. A lot of Laker fans in the building, and the Warriors also uh, their eighth straight loss here at Chase Center. Last time the Warriors have lost eight straight at home, the 2000-2001 season when they lost nine in a row, and the Warriors, uh, they fall in the season series to the Lakers. This, according to the postgame notes, uh, for the first time uh, since the 11-12 season when the Lakers took that season series three games to one. Warriors now 7-23 and 23 at home. They'll hit the road for one, and then it's right back here for four more.
3: Yeah, but that hopefully will be the return. That'll mark the return of Steph Curry as this looking-glass season where everything's upside down. Maybe now is finally starting to write itself, hopefully. One of,
2: one of the bright spots tonight was Eric Paschal, uh, who got his scoring stroke back. Uh, a little bit. 7-14 for Pascal. Got to the free-throw line nine times. Knocked down eight of them. 23 points. A uh, game high, actually, equaling 23 as Anthony Davis had 23 on the other side. Uh, For Eric Pascal, let's hear a little bit of Eric Pascal downstairs in the Bill King interview room.
5: Eric, Steve has said several times recently that you you feel good about individual progress of this team, but you guys just kind of need a win. Are you really feeling that at this point?
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean... If you look at our records out there, I feel like we definitely need a win. So, I mean, we, we're still working. We're still working to get better every day. And we're just going to try to continue to uh, push to get a few wins.
1: You had almost all of your team's free throws today. But the free throw discrepancy, was
4: that frustrating for you guys throughout the game? Was, were the calls and all that frustrating? Yeah, I mean, of course it's frustrating. Not, but, I mean, part of the game, I mean, it could have been... More aggressive, attacking the basket, did did more little things, but it's all part of the game. Can't complain about it. You just got to keep playing and see where it takes you.
2: All right, so Eric Paschal, he kept playing tonight. Nice night for him. Twenty three points in twenty six minutes. I I still think he's the kind of player, Whitey, that he's going to fit next year. I'm not sure exactly how many minutes, but it, you know, in that that big, you know, where you start plotting guys in for roles next year. I think as Draymond's backup, I think even if that's all it is, I think that's enough for him to carve out a role where he's going to be playing 20, 25 minutes a
3: Absolutely. Game. Strong game tonight. And as I mentioned, he really showed some leadership gathering his teammates uh, during a, a point of the game in which it appeared to be slipping away from the Warriors. So he's shown a lot of character in addition to a lot of skill. One for three, I'll uh, the three-point line tonight. I mentioned that because I know he's been working very hard on that aspect of his game.
2: And the leadership is interesting, too, with no Steph and no Clay, yeah. And Draymond is right. ejected at that point, and you don't have Wiggins tonight. So yeah. you, you kind of look at the roster and say, well, who's the next guy that would provide any of that? And, and if it wasn't him, it would maybe be Kai Bowman. But but to see it you know, be a guy that was drafted to fit in here moving forward, I do think that's a, a very, very good sign. Let's go to Tish and Hercules. Tish, you are up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. On ninety five seven the game.
4: Hi, I was at the game and by the way I agree with everything you just said about Pasco. I thought he did show leadership in the second half. But I wanted to agree with an earlier caller about the lack of respect that Draymond gets. I mean, Draymond is a three time champion, defensive player of the year, excellent player, a lot of high basketball IQ. The officials should not be able to arbitrarily throw him out. I mean, I was there at the game. I was watching the game, and I didn't even understand why he was being thrown out, except that I saw Dwight Howard be very physical with him. And as I was saying to the screener, you know, this is their vocation. This is their job. Uh, I think you commented, J.D., that, you know, he should have shown some leadership and after the attack just cooled down a little bit. But you don't have to sacrifice your integrity or your manhood uh, in the face of another player. I thought Dwight Howard was out of line. And who is Dwight Howard to cause Draymond to get thrown out? And I feel Draymond was excited to be out there. He was showing leadership. I was excited to see him out there, as the earlier caller said. And all of a sudden, he's gone. And it wasn't even clear why. So... I never leave games early, but I left after the third quarter because I was disgusted. I just felt like the play, the uh, officiating was horrible and totally one-sided.
2: Thanks, Tish. Appreciate the call. It is a
3: good question. Exactly why he was thrown out? Perhaps we'll uh, we'll find out a little bit more but on that. As but...
2: far as the you know. Putting, you know, being respected and and not going to let Dwight Howard be the one that puts you in that position. When you get the first technical, you have two choices. You either stand down and chill out and stay in the game to be with your teammates after you've missed the last two games as they're, you know, at that point, very competitive in the game. The game didn't get out of hand until the second half when he was not on the floor you you have two choices: you stay in the game and 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 you suck it up for them and for the team, or you put yourself in a position where you may lose it again in short order and get run. And and he made the, again. It's not like it was two technicals on the same play. It wasn't two technicals on the same. Wasn't it,
3: it two foul? Wasn't a it, foul technical and then another it, exactly. foul and a technical? He had four fouls called in in a just under ten minutes of play. So
2: you know it, it, it at some point. It can't be about who he's getting into it with, and whether he respects that player, or whether the Warriors respect that player. Going back over the course of the last decade, or he's one of the members of the, you know, all villain team that you know that, that we've gone over, uh, you know, from time to time here. At some point, it becomes: Do you want to be in the game or not? Yeah,
3: or do un- you want to make a point? I understand why fans are, are frustrated, especially when you look at the free throw discrepancy, which we talked about. But I also understand why Coach Steve Kerr is disappointed that Draymond wasn't on the floor, wasn't available when they were short handed to begin with, and they actually were in the game in the third quarter.
2: I mean, he Steve Kerr answered the question. He, he Steve Kerr clearly, and he didn't want to get into a lot of depth on it. And, and he understood, he made his point. He made the point that he wasn't feeling Draymond getting ejected tonight, right? Another night, maybe, you know, and look, the flip side of this, and I, to be fair, and look, I've, I I could be somebody that could lose the school from time to time. And, really? and yeah, exactly, right? But sometimes, you, and look, Draymond might be thinking, you know what? If I'm going to get kicked out, this is the time in the year to do it because it doesn't matter, and it's not affecting us in a playoff race. It's not affecting us in a in anything that matters. But that's where you have to... Weigh the cost benefit of are you sacrificing some of your culture for the for the way that you're playing out this year and does that have an impact down the line maybe the answer to that question is no you don't think it it impacts anything
3: yeah 14 now right so two more and there's an automatic uh, suspension for them
2: and and again i'll just i'll throw it at Does that even matter if he... I mean, it really doesn't, right? I mean, it does cost him some money if he... Not big
3: picture in terms of wins and losses, but again, there's a benefit to having Draymond on the floor as much as possible, not only with the young players, but now with Steph coming back and presumably Wiggins coming back. You'd like not just... You know, we talk about with Steph and Wiggins, have him on the floor at the same time. Well, Draymond, too, is part of that. So you want the three of them together as much as possible uh, in the final stretch of the season, right? So you don't want Draymond missing any games.
2: Yeah, and again, it that comes he doesn't have to. and it comes on the heel uh, on the heels of he just missed the last two. And I know you're talking about down the line, but if you're, you know, if you're yeah. going to miss a couple, you know, and then you want him to come back and play a few and then, you know, it's like Steve Kerr said in his post-game press conference. He said, you know, at some point we got to win a game <laughs> here and there. Eventually you got to win a game. You know, you want him to be able to play If he's going to sit out a few games, you want him to still be able to play a number of other games. To me,
3: Steve Kerr's point when he said, we let calls bother us, to me, what I hear there is a coach saying, you know what? Sometimes the officials get it wrong. Sometimes maybe the other players bait you and disrespect you. Maybe you think the officials are disrespecting you, but you have to deal with it. Bad calls, well, officiating, it's like the weather. J.D., uh, you can't change it, but you got to adjust to it. That's part of basketball. It's cold outside, you wear a sweater. The calls are going this way or that way. You have to adjust to it. It's part of being a basketball player, and it's certainly part of being a professional basketball player.
2: Well, let's go ahead and hear Charles Barkley uh, during halftime of the game on TNT, nationally televised game. And this was Charles Barkley with Shaq and Kenny and, and Ernie Johnson uh, talking about Draymond's game and, and getting ejected.
4: He had his normal triple single. Golden State. Why are you on him so hard? Man? He talk all that stuff when he got them other boys with him.
5: Golden State hanging in there against the Lakers, a 54 52 game. Don't encourage him.
4: Come on, wait. No, no, man. He talks all that stuff when he got them other boys with him. What now boy? he got out there and fight for himself, he just don't want to play. be <laughs> a break. Y'all better quit telling me who can play and who can't play. I know who can play.
2: All right, so very jovial. I mean, they're having a good time with it. But... Yeah,
3: obviously they have a little history, nothing yeah. serious, but they have, look, a little, they've been gone, going back and forth with each other for years.
2: The one other thing you got to point out, like Warriors fans don't care. I mean, if it's Charles Barkley and you're a Warriors fan, and we've, we've already taken three calls tonight at least from fans that all three are like, game was officiated poorly, they don't have enough respect to put on Draymond, and anytime you hear Charles Barkley, it's an automatic eye roll. Mm-hmm. But the question I have—I well, mean, the jokes aside—I'm not focusing on the jokes or the shots or the banter back and forth. But the simple question: Did he want to be out there?
3: I think the answer would be: Well, there certainly was a way for him to be out there if he wanted to be out there, right? Isn't that the only conclusion you can come to? Well,
2: and at some point again, it comes down to: Is it worth it? You know, is it—is it worth? You want to make the point? Or do you want to stick out there mm-hmm. and be with your teammates? Yeah.
3: It'll be interesting to hear Draymond's reaction uh, tomorrow, right? Whether he's contrite at all, at least in terms of how it affected the team, or if he continues to be defined. I'll be very interested to, to hear which way he goes on that.
2: All right. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap up brought to you by Realtor.com. The home of Home Search. Lakers wind up beating the Warriors with a big second half. 116 to 86 is the final score, 40 to 17, Lakers in the third quarter, uh, 22-17 in the fourth quarter, so it wound up being a 62-34 advantage for the Lakers in the second half uh, of this one. Now, Whitey, one more to go here uh, on the road before the expected return of Stephen Curry, although, again, even in the pregame Today, I mean, Steve Kerr, I know it's been reported that that's that Sunday's the day, but he even said, hey, they're going to have to figure out a way to get scrimmage time, and there's still a couple of boxes that need to be checked. Are well, they going
3: to check them tomorrow? We, we may have an update tomorrow. Have we have an update tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. though.
2: I, I had heard that there were some rumblings that maybe the Warriors were not going to have a formal practice tomorrow, or, or at least not a, a media-available practice. Maybe a day where just... Steph and a few guys run up and down, and then they provide an update at some point uh, in the afternoon as the team will travel to Phoenix.
3: What's your best guess? What would you expect, assuming he does play Sunday? We don't know yet. Hopefully we'll find out soon. What kind of performance would you expect from Steph Curry?
2: I think sky's the limit. Honestly. I think we
3: may see some fireworks. It's a yeah. it's a great team to come back against cuz they're and I know I've made this point a number of times. They're really poor defensively.
2: Yeah. And and he's had some big games against them and I mean I, you know, minutes restriction. I mean to me it's all about getting the cardio up. So I would imagine he would play 28 30 minutes uh, and and get his work in. I just and hope then,
3: Wiggins can play now.
2: Yeah, and Wiggins obviously uh, dealing with a little bit of a back spasm uh, as well. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Thanks to Tim Jordan for setting us up out here at Chase Center. Uh, For Whitey Gleason, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to uh, Alex Scott. Uh, We also had Cody Pasby as well in our San Francisco studios. Great job by one and all. We will be back uh, Saturday, Warriors Live, 4.30, before the Dubs take on the Suns, and then back as well here at Chase Center, 4 o'clock.
3: Looking forward to it.
2: Sunday, 5.30, tip-off the expected return of stefan curry lakers get the better of the dubs tonight 116 to 86 and you heard it right here a 95 7 the game
4: good night
1: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds